and welcome back to the Arena World. I'm your host, Eric Arena, and you're right here on WDRB Media, the voice of the community, giving you double the information and inspiration. I hope everyone's doing all right. I hope you're on pace to make it to work on time or whatever you got going on. I hope you're doing it well. I hope you're doing it right. I hope you feel inspired today. I hope you woke up, got out of bed, was like, yo, I'm going to hit this Friday hard. I'm going to take pace into the weekend. I'm going to worship God all the way through because that's how I'm feeling because I have a desire for more. I hope that's how you felt today, like you had a desire for more. And we got a good show for you here today. I'm just going to be hitting you with some more inspiration. I think that's what's going well. I think that's where my heart is. Not getting too heavy, but not not too light either, you know. Even keel. Keep it even. Keep it tight, good people. All right. So what am I thinking about? My question to you right now, right here, right now, is are you anxious about something? Probably. Are you confused about something? Is there something that you have going on that you can't really figure out? Well, if you're a human here on planet Earth, the answer is most likely yes. But you're not alone, of course. But I wanted to tell you that there is a thing that can help out with that. There is a man who can help out with that. There is a God who can help out with that. There are many, many ways in which he can satisfy this for you. And I know maybe some people listening, you know, you tuned in, you're like, oh, this guy's going to give me a, another God rant. I don't need that. The funny thing is, is that you absolutely do. You just don't understand why. You just don't understand the holes in your life that you have that God and his son can fill for you. And he promised. He promised to fill for you. And he wants to fill for you. He has an, a deep desire so much that he would sacrifice his son to accomplish the filling of that void in your life. And so this is why I ask, if you have this anxious feeling, he is your comforter, right? If you are confused about something, he is simplicity and he is beauty. And it's not always easy to understand that. Yet, for him, it's all he ever was. These things that we have are a result of our human life. Our anxiety, our stress, our confusion, our family troubles, these are all due to and related to our life away from God. And obviously, for those of you who don't know him yet, it's easy to bucket it that way because generally you've lived your whole life away from God. And not to say that you were ever actually away from him. He was always right there waiting for you to listen to him, waiting for you to hear him. You, you could never separate yourself from him. And that's what we're going to talk about today, this idea and how that's supposed to apply in your own life and where we're supposed to find that in our everyday, right? If you feel some of these things, God promises to fill all of the voids, right? He's many different things to many different people. As I was saying before, if you're anxious, he's your comforter, right? If you are confused, he is the simplicity, right? If you have family trouble, say, he provides a new family for you to enter and to be cared for by. Everything that is wrong with you is right with him. And that's the beauty of him, is he knows all of those gaps for every single human that's ever lived and existed because he created and because he wove them together. He knitted them together or formed them like clay together. As he says, he understands well the issues that you may have. And he asks you to come to him in those issues, right? And I kind of wanted to 
help us understand our relationship God as with God as reciprocal. Because that really highlights how we can apply this to the everyday, right? So one of the things, especially if you don't know God, I know you've heard this before, is he's forgiven all of your sins. And what does that mean? Obviously, sin kind of has this connotation nowadays that means like, oh, you're a sinner, you're going to hell and you're going to die. Well, we're sinful by nature and we are deserving of wrath by our basic life without God right? And God says, if you come to me, I will wipe those things away. As he explains in Isaiah, he says, Isaiah 42, 22, I have wept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me for I have redeemed you, right? So it's not a complicated thing for him to do, right? He wouldn't, he didn't describe it like it was this great mountain he had to climb. He said, I have wiped away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. It's there and then it's gone. That is how he viewed it. It was not something that he really wanted to punish you for. It was not something that he wanted to judge you by. He wanted you to know him that you might be made separate from those trespasses, from those transgressions. So check this out. Knowing Jesus is the way to do that. But we have to look into Jesus's life. We have to find the example in him because God would have us act how he acted. Right, His son came down for many things, most importantly to establish himself as the one who would bear our sins and separate us from our, say, deserving death, if you will. And again, how, can, how does this apply realistically? If he doesn't want us to look at our sins, then we shouldn't look at the sins of someone else, right? How many times are we supposed to forgive someone? Is there a number? Is it four or five? The answer is every time, right? If As long as they come back to you and repent, I'm not asking you to do some overly heroic thing, right? If someone, if someone trespasses against you, but is sorry and comes back and to repent, right? Jesus would have you forgive him every time. And why? Well, that's because he forgave every one of the things that you did. Right. And so this cycle of forgiveness is then created if we enter into this reciprocal relationship with God, with Jesus, with our brothers and sisters around. And that's the call. Right. Every time. But if we move away and, and now you're saying, oh, well, that's too much of a burden to me. Right. That's a lot for me to take up. Why is that all on my plate? Why is that my, my responsibility? Well, think about the reciprocal idea here. Right. Sometimes it feels like a burden, but again, what did God do for us? He took on all of our burdens, right? He shouldered everything that was wrong with us, that we might be free of it, and that we might even be this example and do it for someone else. Imagine that. So how are we supposed to progress with that, right? Thankfully, there is nothing that we can do that can separate us from God. And that should be the same way we look at our relationships, right? Um, now, again, not to the point where you're you're dealing with abuse and people are holding things over your head and they're not repenting and they're not genuinely looking for, or not genuinely remorseful, right? But if there were nothing that could separate us from God, right, then there, there was really no good thing if we applied this reciprocal idea that our wife, that our wife could do or that your husband could do or that someone that you're, you know, bonded to in a permanent way 
like family and friends. And, and I, and I will say, I, I do feel that there are exceptions here. And again, we won't take on this abuse, but generally speaking, if they're not abusing you in any crazy way, your obligation to them is to forgive them. Your obligation to them is to love them. And sometimes that's easier said than done, but that is what should be done, right? If there's nothing that could separate you from God and you need to act that way, then there should be nothing that could separate you two. You would always work to restore that health, that healthy relationship, excuse me. It would always work to restore that thing. And some of you right now, all right, let me, let me take a wild guess. There's someone in your life you haven't forgiven. You hold fast to a grudge because they wronged you. I'm just giving you time to think. <laughs> but think about it like this. What if God held that same grudge against you and didn't forgive it of you? Right? That's too much to bear. We can't deal with that, right? The Bible says, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. And so something I always pray for is that God sees my measure as mercy, that I was forgiving, that I was thankful for all things, and that I never held anything over your head, right? And I've had people look at me like I'm crazy, like I'm just putting up with unnecessary abuse with people and relationships. And, you know, right now I'm very thankful that I'm in a place where I don't have those people in my life. And I believe firmly that God was the one who said it that way. But obviously that wasn't always the case. I've had many different people in my life and I'm sure many will enter again that abuse me and, and take my kindness as a weakness and look to get over on me, right? I tend to do many things to a point that people do not accept. And <laughs> I do seem crazy at times. Yet we don't do it for their understanding, right? We do it because God sees everything. He sees how I feel about it. He knows the things I've done wrong and he knows that I feel remorseful after the fact. Right? He knows all of my feelings, all of my anxieties, all of my ideas. Right? God sees me and loves me. And he asked that as a sign of that love that I had for him back, that reciprocal love, that I might keep his example involved. And so I might love even the person who wronged me. Many of you, especially if you don't have a relationship with God, especially if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you've, you've profaned his name. You've said he doesn't hear me. He doesn't know me, etc., etc. Yet he will forgive you. There's nothing that you can do that you can separate yourself from him. Jesus died. He paid all of the price of life and then death and even defeated death. So there's nothing you personally that can do that would separate you from God, right? And that's just something that we have to foster into our, our conscience, into our habits, into everything. We need to kind of kindle that fire of forgiveness. Kindle that fire of love and acceptance of the problems that our friends, families have. There's something that you've held over someone that's prevented them from moving forward because you haven't been the example. You've made fun of them, say. And yes, of course, another episode of the arena world where Eric is beating me up. Blah, 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 blah. Get over it. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not here to beat you up. I'm here to help you understand and form a better idea of how God looks at the situation. And one of those things is he has this expectation that we would be like his son. Jesus took every mistake and trespass. He took them all and wiped them away. Like I said earlier, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud. So imagine that someone, someone cusses you out and you looked at it like it was a passing cloud, like it was gone, like the morning mist. Think about 
how much happier you might feel in your day having let go of those things. Someone who's listening to the arena world right now just got cut off. And I'm sorry about that. And maybe even that other person is not. But that's okay. It's all about how it affects you in your day. Don't let it snowball into something terrible. Let it go. Wipe it away like a cloud. And come back home, baby. Come back. And I hope you stay tuned. We're going to do a little music break. I hope you enjoy yourselves. You're listening to the Arena World here on WDRB Media. We're going to keep this flowing and going. And I'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back again. This is the Arena World Show. And if you want to talk about anything on social media, if you're interested in being a part of the show or anything like that, guess what? The social media, the email, everything is the Arena World Show. Guess who I am? I'm Eric Arena. See? It all makes sense. It's very nice. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're listening here today talking about this idea of a reciprocal relationship with God, a reciprocal relationship with your friends and family and how we need to restore them and not destroy them, how we need to build them. And um, I wanted to bring some attention to a part of our life that maybe we don't focus on enough. And that is acknowledging God, right? A part of our relationship, sometimes the way I see it is this. A lot of us, especially who don't know God well, who don't understand how how he wants to work in our life and how he does work in our life, right? We look at him and a pastor um, told me this idea, and I think it's absolutely true. We look at God as a genie in a bottle a lot of times that we might just rub the lamp and he might take care of all of our things. And if he doesn't take care of it exactly how we want and exactly how we expected it to, he's not real. I could throw it away. Well, that doesn't seem very fair. First off, it's a very high expectation, but we need to come back to this idea of our relationship with God is reciprocal. So if we're not acknowledging him, why would we expect him to acknowledge us? right? We've lived our whole life away from him, cursed him, had nothing to do with him. Who cares? He's fake. I'm drunk, blah, 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 blah. And then when things got heavy, when things came down onto our shoulders, we couldn't bear it alone. And so we still sought him out that he might maybe pretend to be real for this chance. But that's not how he would have, that's not how he would have us be, right? He, he would have us acknowledge him all the time that, that he might know we were his child, that he might know that's how we viewed ourselves. We viewed ourselves under him. We viewed ourselves under his wing as his child, as his little chickling, if you will, needing protection, needing protection, acknowledging that part of our idea that a part of our identity that is not fully capable of understanding and defending from all of the evils and all of the things in the world and that sometimes bad things happen to us and we cannot rely on just ourselves. right? He would have us acknowledge him. And so the prophet Hosea, and I, uh, I'll just say this really quickly. I know that there's a few people here who don't um, know what a prophet is. Generally we do, but we understand or how about this? A prophet is a man or a woman, a person, a human being that God uses to speak to his people. And a lot of times what he does is he beats them up verbally with those prophets. He says, you're not listening. Come back to me or it's going to get worse. That's basically what they say every single time. 
come back to me or it's going to get worse. But it's always ending with salvation. It's always ending with Jesus. And it's actually the most interesting trend to read and recognize in these stories. Some of these stories get so bad. You're like, how, how, how could this be God? What, this doesn't make any sense. Yet he always relents. And yet you're still here, right? We don't have a God that you do a bad thing and he just hits you with a lightning bolt as soon as you sinned and it's over, right? He allows you time to recognize the issues that you have in your behaviors and your things. And he allows you to come back home and he asks you to. And so, um, yeah, that's what a prophet is. Prophets are out of the Old Testament, just going back into explaining really quickly. I go on all these tangents, blah, 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 blah. But look, the New Testament is basically the life and story of Jesus. That's And people's account, right? His disciples' account of those things. That's what the Gospels are, just an account. And basically, the stories and teachings of his disciples thereafter, that's the New Testament. And the Old Testament is basically what the Jews call the Tanakh, which is just a large collection of books broken into basically three parts. Tanakh is basically an acronym for Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketuvim. And in that, in the middle section is the book of the prophets. That's the Nevi'im. And one of those is Hosea. And Hosea 6, Hosea chapter 6, verse 3 says this, Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like a winter rain like the spring rains that water the earth. And that is a guarantee that God is trying to bring into our life. But first, initially, right, let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us not be those people that don't pray in public because we're nervous about it or don't say anything when people profane his name. Let us be the ones who acknowledge the Lord. Let us be the ones who bring him into the conversation. Let us be the ones who invite him into our day and ask him to have his way because we're just silly. We don't understand so well how things should go. He does. So let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. And then he hits us with this beautiful thing, right? He says, as surely as the sun rises, he will appear. Now, I live on earth most of the time. And every single day the sun rises, I can bet my bottom dollar that the sun is going to be there. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. And God says, I'm more of a guarantee than even that because I put the sun in its place. I told it what to do. And also, there's this kind of beautiful double entendre that's like woven into here that Christians might hear as surely as the sun rises. Oh, wait, the sun of God, he rises from the dead. How amazing is that, right? The next verse for everyone who understands the story of Jesus. Well, this is a Bible nerd out moment. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his presence. Yes, imagine that. Many hundred years before the story and life of Jesus comes this allusion to his life and to the third day, which is the day that he was risen from the dead. Imagine that. How beautiful is that? How amazing. But again, what confidence do you have in the sun rising? He's asking you to have that same confidence that he will be there for you beyond what you can see again, beyond what you can understand about how the world works and blah, 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 and all of these things and all these barricades that the devil puts in front of us, that we put in front of ourselves, that we can begin to erode 
by just acknowledging the Lord. That's why it starts that way. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge Him. And that's my call to you today. That's the call from the arena world is that you would acknowledge God in your daily life and see how much and how often and how excited He will be and you will be when He starts to work in your life. It's easier said than done, people, I understand, but it is more than worth it. There is no good thing here on earth. Imagine that it's all in heaven. It's all waiting for you in heaven. And that's all that I need you to focus on, right? Your life on he- your life on earth is going to have you focusing on the guy that cut you off, is going to have you focusing on the tough relationships and the problems that you have. But right? Once we bring God back into that situation, we focus on forgiveness. We focus on kindness. We focus on the kingdom and establishing our brothers and sisters. And we're all the better for it because that's exactly what God would have us do. It was not that complicated. It was just to show love, right? How do I fulfill all the commandments? How do I make good on the whole Bible? I just love. I love God first above all things. And I love everyone else, my neighbor, however you want to say it, as myself. That's all. It was just an idea that if I could push out love, God would love me and he would support me. And others might even see that example and they would love you and him too. How nice is that? And that's the only message that you're going to be getting from the arena world is that God is good and he loves you and he wants you to love him. And I love you. Guess what? Who was the last person that you weren't either in a relationship with or in a family with that you told you loved do you have the social skills to go out today and say hey i don't even know you but look i love you and if you need me i'm there because that beyond even how much you knew jesus he was right there again be reciprocal with god understand how he wanted you to form your actions thoughts behaviors and move in that direction move away from the world it's not doing you anything there's so much baggage there's so much lack of forgiveness there's so much stress there's so many things popping up all the time they're all just set out to confuse you and make you think that god is working against you that's what the world that's what the world and the devil does he makes you think that the, that god doesn't love you but yet the only thing god ever said was that he loved you and he was going to give his son for you and he's done it already So just wake up and smell the roses, good people. I love you. Jesus loves you. And you are listening to the arena world. Again, that is right here on WDRB Media. And I really want to hear from you guys. Again, the arena world show. Hit me up on any of the socials, on any of the anythings. And I'm right there. If you'd like to be a guest or if you know someone whose voice might sound good on these radio waves with me, give me a shout. Give me a follow. I want you to know you are loved. I'm glad you came. Again, I'm your host, Eric Arena, and this is WDRB Media. And again, here we are. As this uh, beautiful half hour comes to a close, I just want to reiterate some of these ideas. So hopefully you can let them sink in a little bit and apply them into your life. What's it worth if you just heard and it went one in in one ear and out the other? Along with everything else you hear today, I'm sure. (laughs) No, be a sponge. Be a sponge to the world, people. Be a good, good enhancing part of people's lives and day it will it will do you well but as it relates to god have a reciprocal relationship with god right remember jesus says with the measure you use it will be measured to you and even more so 
have your measure be something good. Have your measure be kindness. That is the thing that you apply, right? Have your measure be mercy. Have your measure be love. That it might be the way that God sees you just the same. Remember, if you hold a, a grudge against someone, imagine if he held it against you that should help you forgive and forget and move on and move past and be an example for someone else and someone new. Remember, if you are anxious, he is your comforter. If you are confused, he is the simplicity and beauty in your life. God is able to fill all of the void. I look at us as like Swiss cheese. There's a lot of holes. There's a lot of problems in us. Yet he can fill everyone. Like if you dip that thing in milk. I don't know why I chose milk. Milk and cheese, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you would see what I'm saying. All of your holes would be filled without a problem. That is how God can work in our life. He is the milk to our Swiss cheese. And remember how easy it were for him. Again, as surely as the sun rises. Again, in a different scripture. I have swept away your offenses like a cloud. It were no problem. It were there and then gone. That's how we can look and see and feel about the people who transgress against us. That is my encouragement that you wouldn't hold on to these problems and earthly things so tight that you would let them go and know that you were loved and your idea towards people was love to them. And you know, in the end, I just hope that we can start to apply some of the ideas that we get from the arena world into our real life. And I hope it can inspire you in a new way and a new, you in a new way you haven't heard or felt or seen because I'm trying to bring God to you. And that's all he does is he just hits me in new ways. He blesses me in new ways, ways I didn't even know. He, he fills holes. I didn't even know I had. And I just want to share that all with you. That's, that's my goal for today. And that's it for me today. Again, thank you for everyone for tuning in. Continue to tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know where you're listening, but at Eastern Standard Time, I'm there. 8.30 end. 8.30 a.m. Please remember to connect with me by going to wdrbmedia.com. You can click on the radio show, shows tab up there. And you know me, the arena world, that's my page. Also, if you want to be a guest on the show or free advertising or anything like that, you can reach me at thearenaworldshow at gmail.com. Again, you are listening to The Arena World, and I'm the host, the one and only Eric Arena on WDRB Media, the voice of the community, for double the information and inspiration. Until next week, my good people, continue to be blessed. <laughs>